Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been convicted of securities fraud, wire fraud, and illegally making a wig out of a labradoodle. <laughs> I know. The former cryptocurrency CEO now faces up to 110 years in prison where, ironically, he will be used as an alternative currency. Hey, now! <laughs> oh, 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 man. I liked that joke. How y'all doing? We got lots of stuff to talk about today. Including this, I want to talk about going, uh, being out and about, uh, which I don't do a lot. My son and I went, uh, went to a museum and a zoo over the weekend, spent a night at a hotel, and kids today are more more specifically parents today and i don't know if i'm just an outlier or 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 maybe i'm doing it wrong but i don't know nobody seems to have any interest in disciplining their kids in any way about anything ever wow of course wow. teachers will tell you the same thing coaches anyway more on that coming up later came across this article in the washington post millennials aren't having kids speaking of kids and here's why uh, and they looked into some statistics that were actually different than a lot of the stuff we talked about in the past that I found pretty darned interesting. And the I want to talk a little bit about the culture of children just in general. Out of last Tuesday's election, what was the number one topic the next day? About how abortion, about how abortion plays in America. And I was uh, reading a, a long article in National Review about how abortion and the views of abortion are downstream from our politics or our culture and how culturally we are just 
way more anti-kid than we used to be culturally. There's no doubt about it. And they use the example of the way people react to pregnancies, especially for like anybody under like 27. It's seen as, mm-hmm. a, oh, as opposed to, oh, what a blessing. Um, hmm. the, the movement toward flights, restaurants, hotels that are kid-free, which would have been unthinkable not that many years ago. Just because, you know, you really want to be away from kids because kids are so awful. The way people react to the idea of large families, they see that as kind of weird. You know, just all that sort of stuff that didn't exist not very long ago leads to some of our attitudes about abortion and voting and all that different sort of thing, which I think is really, really interesting. But one of the stats that they, they brought out in the Washington Post is the number of people who have one kid has remained flat going back to, like, the mid-70s. So while we're having fewer kids and there's a lot more people having no kids, the number of people who have one kid has remained flat for a very long time. I'm surprised by that, I've got to admit. I thought it was on the rise. My interpretation of that, that's like the least popular choice. I'll get to that in a second, to have one kid. If you're going to have kids, that's like the least popular choice by... Practically nobody thinks having one kid is a good idea, including people who have one kid. Isn't that interesting? But um, to me, that says that the argument of people aren't having kids because of the economy or rent prices or whatever, doesn't that fly in the face of that? I've always thought that that's stupid. I've never believed that, that it's economic reasons that people aren't having kids. There's there's something going on with uh, the species where we just feel like we're safe and... There's enough of us we don't want to have kids. But if wouldn't you think the number of people having one kid would be growing steadily if it was about how much it costs to have a kid? Yeah, that makes sense. I've never bought that explanation either, so I haven't thought about this much. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so people that are going to have kids, they go ahead and have two or more. Mm-hmm. They don't have one. So that has stayed flat pretty much our whole lives. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, If you want to have kids, but they're just too damn expensive, you'd have one. Almost nobody thinks you should have just one child. What do you think is the ideal number of children for a family to have? I have two. Joe has three. Michael has two cats. Hanson has yep. two. It's because only cats are obnoxious and, and self-centered. Uh, the most popular number for kids, if you're going to ask people, is two, 44% of people, followed by... Three at twenty nine percent. So that's the biggest bulk of what do you think is the ideal number of kids? That puts puts you mm-hmm. what eighty three percent. And then the next biggest chunk is four kids. Only three percent of people think one is the ideal ideal number of children, which huh. includes a majority of people who have one kid. Let's find that interesting. Sure. Um, by the way, only two percent of people think. Zero is a is a good idea. Yet that's a growing trend. Hmm. Even if you poll people who currently have one child, only six percent of them consider one to be the best number. Zero is, is even less popular. That's really interesting because people tend to be uh, really into self justification in polls like that. You think they want to explain why their lifestyle is indeed a good idea? So that that's telling that it's only six. Yeah. Um, Parents with fewer kids almost always think more kids would be ideal. 
So doesn't that fly in the face of the reality of what we've got happening? With people not having kids in our population, the lowest it's ever been. The birth rate is the lowest it's ever been in the United States of America right now. Well, yeah, it, it absolutely flies in the face of that. And I think it's coming together in my head what you're driving at. Um, clearly, this puts a lie to all of the kind of surface sociological explanations for declining birth rates. It's not expense or I really like travel and stuff like right. that. It's something biological going on, biopsychological, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we're. I, and whether it's hormones in the water supply or, or cell phones or, or porn or just something way down deep in our lizard brains that are telling us don't reproduce, you don't need to. We've talked about the startling drop in sperm count, but. I think that's as a result of the fact that we don't want to have kids. So everybody says, oh, you're not interested? Okay, well, we'll start producing sperm then. Let's not waste our time here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, I don't know that many people who really want to have a family, but they just can't get pregnant I, because they're because of a sperm issue, because the guy doesn't have enough of them. So I don't, that's not contributing to it. This is something we got to figure out. Elon Musk thinks it's the biggest problem facing mankind is just that we've lost the desire to have children. Things are getting yeah. weird, and they're getting weird fast. I would agree, Elon. And uh, if people don't have children, they tend to uh, really dote on their pets, which is fine. I I am a dog lover since my earliest days. Uh, But here you got this pet psychic lady. Charges 550 bucks for a 90-minute session. She has a waiting list of 7,600 people. <laughs> hey, numbers say 5,000 through 7,600. Your, your, your dog's going to be dead by the time you get an appointment. So maybe call somebody else. And anyway, they give a couple examples. Of course, tech worker and part-time dog trainer Maddie couldn't figure out. She's 33. Couldn't figure out what was going on with her English Springer Spaniel, Rudder. He was being snippy with other dogs and facing a medical issue very mysterious. Has there been any change in your household recently? Anybody move in or move out? See, that's a good place no, to start with but your... my mom passed away. Oh, that, that, that's exactly it. Right, right. Oh, uh, that's a tough so, thing for a dog to go through. So this woman what talks with crap. the <laughs> dog do, communicator. I could be a psychic all day long. It's only my soul that keeps me from doing it. Control your soul's desire for morality. Taking advantage of sad or dumb people is not what I want to do with my life, but it'd be easy to do. Well, this one doesn't, this gal doesn't seem dumb. She might be sad, but so this uh, pet psychic gal, she refers to herself as a pet communicator, uh, began talking with the dog. She informed uh, Maggie that Rudder was being cautious with other dogs because he wasn't sure if he could trust his front legs in the event the dog wasn't friendly. Several months later, Rudder's front legs started wobbling and his eyes looked goofy. She remembered the conversation, called the vet, requested a neuro consult. The vet wasn't phased, saying other clients had referenced animal communicators before. Rudder is now on seizure medication. Jack, you cynical, hateful man, the pet communicator was right. Yeah, the doting on the pets thing is absolutely a substitute for not having kids. I mean, it's just clearly... Without a doubt. Sure. And the more, you with a little more. We're, yeah. we're built to nurture and raise things. And if you don't have kids, you got you to gotta take all that energy that was given to us by nature or God or whoever and put it into something. You put it into a pet. Pet psychics are making their way from the fringe to socially acceptable. 
Those who tell others about their experiences with animal communicators say they're more likely to be asked by referrals than to be mocked. Asked for referrals than to be mocked. Well, they didn't, haven't run into Jack yet. Oh, my God. I love God. this sentence. <laughs> you people are idiots. Oh, wow. Wow. It is perhaps a natural progression in a world where guinea pig spa services exist. Wait, what? <laughs> there has to be a heavy tax on people who buy spa services for their guinea pigs. So I take your guinea pig and I dip it in a bowl of water and splash it around a little and say, there you oh, go. Give it a massage. That's mm. one happy guinea pig right there. Oh, that's so relaxing. <laughs> that's cool right there. Ooh. You clip its toenails. About half of U.S. pet owners think of their pets as much a part of the family as a human member, according to Pew Research Center. Even amid inflation, spending on pets continues to increase. A recent survey found 67% of Americans say they have had a paranormal experience. Where does that come from? Oh, okay. So that's kind of a bridge back into the pet psychic thing. Oh, okay. Well, these stories absolutely fit together. The fact that we're having uh, having fewer kids and people not having kids, the going way overboard on the pets, obviously, pushing them around in strollers and whatnot. This uh, Dawn Allen, the pet communicator, been doing this for 25 years. She's 48 years old, does 30 phone sessions a week at a rate of $85 for 40 minutes. Way to take advantage of sad and or uh, dumb people. So she's making 125 bucks an hour. Um, of course, there's been a cultural argue. shift. It got way, way normalized, she says. <laughs> Even if she's going to be honest, she might say, and this might be true. Look, they, they might be sad and or dumb, but I make them feel better. So so shut up. So I'm a nice person. Now give me I some like money. this part. Christina, I'm not going to use last names because of the mockery that Jack is cruelly <laughs> indulging in, but... Christina, a Great Dane enthusiast from San Francisco, has worked with uh, Alan, the communicator, for clues to medical issues and for guidance on what her dog Billy needed for her as she took her last breaths. I have a kid. Needed from her. Have a, have a dang kid. Meet a guy, have a kid. She also uses Alan to converse with Fernie, Penelope, and Tennessee, all Great Danes ahead of big life changes, such as moving. And then uh, you got people who uh, talk to their dead dogs through this woman. Okay. Is my cat happy? That's all I want to know. Is my cat oh, happy? That's seriously sad. Nope. Your cat got run over by a car in heaven. $85, please. <laughs> uh, let's right. How often see. does a psychic not tell the person that, they, no, the cat is very happy? How often is it that? Pretty miserable. Pretty miserable, your cat that you loved so much. Now in heaven, miserable. Didn't go to heaven. What the hell? Bad cat. <laughs> $85, please. <laughs> Nikki, a former lawyer, started working as an animal communicator four years ago. Early in her career, she made a video about a session with a dog named Albie and went viral. The dog told her he didn't like his nickname. She <laughs> she says he didn't specify what it was, only that it made people think he was large and overweight. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. You gotta wow. go to a pet psychic to find out your dog doesn't like his nickname. Wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. These people Here. vote. These people vote. This chick will do a session with a pig for 550 bucks for 90 minutes. A pig. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. We need to talk about President Xi coming to America and a bunch of other stuff. But do you have any comment on the pet psychic? Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. <sighs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We just talked about kids, so I'll take a break from kids for a while, but I want to talk about, uh, as I was out and about, just nobody's interested in disciplining their kids at all anymore, I feel like. Am I, I just, am I wrong? Or hmm. am I an old man? I, just, I, I don't know. More on that later. You know, and perhaps a related story, Wall Street Journal going big with a, a, a story entitled Oregon Decriminalized Hard Drugs It Isn't Working, which we can get to later in the show. There is almost no dissent that this has been a miserable uh, failure of an experiment. And I'm for, I'm pro the idea of laboratories of democracy where individual states can try things. I think it's great. It's one of the best parts about our country. But you've got to be rational and deal with the results and and not let your wishes be the father of your data as it goes. Some more on that to come. Uh, and then this story, we haven't talked about this at all, really, I don't think. But uh, the, the Tommy Tuberville, the former football coach, freshman Alabama senator who's blocking all of the promotions in the military that have to be approved by the Senate because he doesn't like the Pentagon's abortion policies. He doesn't like the Pentagon flying service people, women, obviously. Um, If they're in a state that they can't get an abortion, the Pentagon will fly them as quote-unquote medical care somewhere to get an abortion if they want one, need one. Um, And and Tuberville's staunchly against all this stuff and so he's held up like the uh, well the promotions of 452 officers and counting recently the army navy and marines were for a time all without a confirmed top officer for the first time in history even in these troubled times and and both sides are starting to blast the guy republicans are hammering him questioning his uh, intelligence his uh, honor his patriotism and Democrats, too. Well, his argument all along has been, look, well, they put that, they started this culture war. They put that stuff in there. I'm not starting this culture war. They put this stuff in here that most people don't even know exists. 
Yeah, I would agree, although... With the abortion thing, this is yet another unforeseen consequence of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And, uh, you know, I, I have a great deal of sympathy for his arguments, but holding up all the promotions of, of our people in our, our national defense is not the way to go. That's the wrong leverage. His argument is, yeah, you're right. Holding up the promotions is wrong. So take out that abortion language where taxpayers fly people in the military wherever they got to fly to get an abortion at taxpayer expense. Check yeah, that out, yeah. and then we'll get the promotions done. So quit holding it up. Why are you holding it up? That's his argument. Yep. Fair enough. Federal law has long prohibited military hospitals and health insurance from providing or covering abortions, except in cases of rape, incest, or the mother's life being at risk. Uh, and uh, and uh, they changed it. So, yeah. Like I say, though, I just I think that's the wrong leverage. So uh, President Xi is meeting with Joe Biden in San Francisco. That's a pretty big deal with our number one enemy on Earth. But the way they're cleaning up San Francisco because it's such a hellhole to get ready for it is kind of hilarious. Some things that Gavin Newsom, the governor, has said. We'll have all that on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. Uh, you're going to make sure the kids you know, make their bets. You know, take the socks, you know, let's put them in the drawer. They hamper. San Francisco's a mess, and we've been talking about it for years. Love it. I remember the first time I visited San Francisco in 1996. First time ever in my life, so 28 years ago, and I thought, this is just unbelievable. It's so awesome. It's a little grimy already. Yeah, but kind of funky. But uh, it's just completely out of control over the years. Crimes. San all the, Thanks, metal guy. All the all the uh, the pharmacies have left, and uh, a lot of the stores are boarded up downtown. And there's armed guards standing outside the stores that aren't boarded up because they let you in one at a time after they look you over. And the street people everywhere, and you're going to step and poo. And they have a website where you can see where all the poo is on the streets, so you can try to avoid it. I mean, it's just it's just a mess. So President Xi of China is coming to meet Joe Biden in San Francisco, and my concern is 
President Xi is going to be able to tell people, you see, our system is better. Look at this. But so I guess so uh, the mayor of California or the uh, governor of California, Gavin Newsom, is trying to clean the city up so it doesn't look so disgusting, which I think I'm actually for. I don't want President Xi to have ammunition for how his system is better than capitalism. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I understand that. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just ironic and somewhat vexing for people who live in the city. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying to find somebody emailed us this, and I'd really like to give them credit. Um, it was essentially, so they uh, confiscate our pandas, and then they send us Winnie the Pooh. Not a fair trade. I know. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. You see, they've compared Chairman Sheet to Winnie the Pooh because of his rotundity. At any rate, uh, here's Gavi Newsom again, 42. Uh, and that, that's, you know, you have 21 world leaders, you've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. This is a crown jewel. I was just with President Xi. First thing he talked about was San Francisco. First thing he remembered was the Golden Gate Bridge when he was here in 1985. Should have seen the smile on his face. You know, it's an obscure reference, unless it's not to you, but that sure sounds like Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite saying, I could still throw this football clean over those mountains. Yeah, San Francisco was a crown jewel. Not to say every inch of it's poop smeared, but come on. You've taken the crown jewel and ruined it. It's pretty through and through. I mean, Union Square, where Saks Fifth Avenue is... In some of the most expensive stores in the city, it's just hellish. You would never yeah. go there as a tourist and think, "Oh, I can't wait to come back here." I'm scared Except to the walk parts out. that are now an armed camp. I'm scared to walk out of my hotel room. Many of the stores I was hoping to visit have plywood over the uh, the windows. Right, and the only places I feel like I'm safe are where there are cops everywhere, and there are cops everywhere for a reason. Hmm. Crown jewel. It's a, it's a crown jewel. What They're else? Locking Gabby? up my toothpaste. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah, you actually do have to stop in a, a, a drugstore to get a couple, two, three things. You got to go say to a clerk, "Hey, can you let me into a locker?" Yes. All right. Give me a minute. And then you buy one thing, and then two things. Then you can see them roll their eyes, and you think, "All right, screw it. I'll go to Target tomorrow." And you end up not even getting the stuff. It's it's terrible. Uh, Forty-four, Michael. The commitment here is to do something that's sustainable, literally and figuratively. And that's why we love the idea of a thousand or so trees that will be here, that will be part of this renewal and rebirth of San Francisco. So we've got pictures at armstrongandgetty.com of what the uh, streets look like now that they've cleaned them up versus what they used to look like. Or when you pan back and you see nearby streets that they haven't cleaned up for the president of China. Was that 44, Michael? I was totally labeled differently than than the audio. Outrageous. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Yeah. Um, That's true. (laughs) Because it's true. (laughs) Okay. There's the next president in the United States, folks. Worship him. Adore him. Bow down to him. But that's that's the lead up to, yeah, it's true. We're cleaning up because people are coming. Just like you do if you got... The first clip we played, just like if you do, if you've got guests coming, you, you pick up the socks, you throw them in the hamper, you do the dishes, straighten up the house, which I do. You pick up the bums, you throw them in a the hamper. Get all the drug addicts. 
You know, you put them on, uh, you sweep, put them under the carpet or in a closet, maybe in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, all right, that's fine. So we got quite a response to the whole pet psychic thing. You want to hear some of that? I just hope it's not uh, unkind. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you got this lady, for instance. The Great Dane lady I told you about. When one of her Great Danes died and she wanted to get another one because she's got to have three Great Danes in San Francisco for some reason, uh, she asked a pet psychic which of the dogs they were meeting her other two dogs liked the best. Paid hundreds of dollars for that, for instance. We got some great texts about uh, the whole pet psychic idea and how there's a long waiting list for people who want a pet psychic. I'll hit you with some of those right after we tell you about Upside.com. With inflation high... We're all looking for ways to save, whether it's you drive further because the gas is cheaper over there or grocery shopping on sale days or whatever. That's right. And the Upside app, it's an app. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out. You won't get slammed by inflated prices because you get cash back on every purchase. In fact, we got this note from beloved listener Bob. says, thank you so much for advertising Upside. I work for a company that doesn't care where I buy my gas from my company vehicle or how much it costs. I earn $30 plus on my first purchase using the Armstrong code. 5 to $10 every tank ever since. This is crazy. I'm trying to not think about how much money I pissed away by not listening to you guys long ago. There you go, Bob. That's what you do. You download the free, that's download, the free Upside app. Use the promo code Armstrong and get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. 4.8 star rating on the App Store. People love Upside. Once they get started again, get the Upside app at your App Store. Use that code Armstrong to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank. That code is Armstrong. So Joe brought us a story. What was the lady charging the pet psychic? Well, it depends. In person, it's uh, $550 for 90 minutes, Ooh. or she'll do a phoner with you for, uh, it's like 125 bucks an hour. And she has a long waiting list. Yeah, thousands of people, yes. Lots of texts about this, including, I'm starting a new site called Only Pets. Pet owners can post sexy pics of their pets so lonely animals can check them out. <laughs> uh, oh, you, you mentioned the, uh, the, the, the uh, guinea pig spa? Yes, yes. What a coincidence. Hamster Spa is the name of my 460-line tone poem. It's about the death of America. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, I went to the psychic. I figured out how could she charge so much if it wasn't real. <laughs> After waiting six months, I went out and found out my dog wants longer walks, wants more dog food, and wants to know if he's a good boy. If psychics wow. are fake, explain that. <laughs> wow. Hey, checkmate. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. That's some good sarcasm. That's nothing. I make more translating for my cat, who is the therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Now that's a twist. Just be careful of the guinea pig massage spas where they have happy endings. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Somebody wants Joe to do the guinea pig voice the whole show because they really enjoy it. (laughs) A gerbil. As a dog psychic, I would suggest you take your pet to the chiropractor. (laughs) I particularly like that with my ongoing jihad against chiropractors. Dog chiropractors. But this is the one I like the best. My sister had a pet psychic for years. My sister was an aggressive, raw food vegan who let the psychic tell her what all of the cat's mental health issues were, the gist of which was that the cat had mommy issues and therefore had developed an eating disorder. Whenever anyone would ask how my sister was doing... Because she's that kind of person that people ask about. Uh, (laughs) Which I find funny on its own. Um, You know, the kind of person where you'd ask, how are they doing? 
I would say, well, she's got a psych, a cat psychic, so there's that. <laughs> but, now wow. I, but now I know why I haven't heard about the cat psychic like in a while. It's too mainstream for her now. Now that everyone has a cat psychic, she's going to call into question and be like, what's your pet really need is a regular colonics and yoga. My sister's no longer a raw food vegan. Vegan, that's also gone mainstream, so now she just eats meat. To be clear, she just eats meat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Always have to be out of the mainstream. So now that pet psychics have gone mainstream, she's going to have to find something new. How's your sister doing? Well, she's got a pet psychic, so there's that. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that is funny. Hey, Jack, just to really set you off, I want to let you know that pet chiropractors are a thing. You know, even as I said that, I thought, wait a minute, have I heard about that? Yeah, yeah you take the dog, you pull on it. Er, there we go. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that little noise? There you go. Old Rufus is all adjusted. I'm looking at his alignment. Does he jump down off the bed or the couch? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's not good. Wow, there's a bit of overlap, it would seem, in the pet psychic and pet chiropractor industry. How odd. <laughs> Is one one long uh, one leg longer than the other? Exactly. That's right. Uh, have him walk toward me now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, I see it. <laughs> now, this is an unwelcome note from a hateful man. Joe Nickel, who spent 50 years researching and investigating paranormal phenomena, said the animal communicators and the people who use them tend to have a personality type that's prone to fantasy. Really? Huh. I wouldn't have guessed that. Pet psychics work the way human psychics work. Quote, the so-called successes are an example of counting the hits and ignoring the misses. You can scan over a lot of what's being said, and you can find some things that you can connect to, of course. Oh, where's the rest of it? Uh, well, that's enough. How's your sister? Well, she's got a pet psychic, so... Yeah, that's all you need to know. Uh, Kate Williams, and uh, 30 years old from Dallas, was never a psychic enthusiast, uh, but within a month of each other, one of her two dogs died, and her husband died suddenly of a brain aneurysm. So, of course, she went to a pet psychic, had uh, contacted her for, for a session about her remaining dog. God, this is so sad. Yeah. Well, this that's... was definitely my anxiety rearing its cute, beautiful head about how he was faring after the deaths. She learned that Ronan, the dog, understood that his brother and her husband weren't coming back. And Ronan also informed Alan he wasn't enjoying how many people had been coming through the house of late. He mentioned that he does not like that because the focus is no longer on him and his toys. Yeah, we had one texture uh, about the idea if your dog or cat is hit by a car. They committed suicide because they hated living with you so much. <laughs> it wasn't an accident. <laughs> oh, that's unkind. That is dark yes. and unkind. I, dis I disavow that. Exactly. I disavow. And please never text again with that sort of thing. Uh, more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The U.S. unleashing a third round of retaliatory airstrikes on Iran-backed forces in Syria. A Pentagon official saying it hit two sites in Syria, including a weapons storage facility and, for the first time, a command and control center. All in response to at least 46 drone and rocket attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since mid-October. Now, I heard one report that said we may have killed four Iranian soldiers, but I haven't heard that anywhere else. So maybe that went away. That, that must have been wrong. I am unfamiliar with that report. So they're trying to kill us every single day, nearly 50 times. We still haven't hurt anybody. On the Iranian side, maybe on purpose, which is an interesting way to be a superpower. Anyway, there'll be plenty of time to talk about that. Um, this, what do you, what do we count? Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, I'll talk about this later. Um, um, uh, this is from Bill Maher on Friday night, his HBO special. Uh, I thought politically, I think this is where most of the country is. He was discussing Barack Obama's. We played some of that last week. Professorial. On the other hand, this. On the other hand, that speech that he gave i must say I, I am struggling with people's moral equivalency still i mean barack obama who has rarely disappointed me did so this week i mean his statement i mean it's not a horrible statement but he said if you want to solve the problem then you have to take in the whole truth and then you have to admit nobody's hands are clean literally that's true of course but just give me two examples where this is I don't think a helpful statement at this moment. First of all, the attack was only a month ago. A more savage attack than we've ever seen in reverse. There's a big difference between collateral damage and what Hamas did. Second, secondly, okay, the Israelis are now allowing a four-hour pause for people to get out. I'm sorry, people say, oh, wow, big of them. Okay, but it is a war that the other side started. So interesting. When they fire at Israel, it's a war. When Israel fires back, it's a war crime. A little crazy. That's where most of America is. The college crowd is not there, obviously. Barack mm -hmm. Obama's not exactly there. But for now, that's where most of America is, and we'll see if that continues. This uh, Militancy really has an advantage in that it's popular among the young. So they're footloose, they're unattached, they can spend an afternoon marching through the streets chanting nonsense. A lot of the rest of us have jobs and responsibilities. 300,000 people in the streets in London protesting on behalf of the side that ended up doing all the horrible things that they did. That is, that is something. I'd love to know what the median age was out there, to my point. I'm sure it was very young. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this came out over the weekend. This is now known. I don't know at what point we knew it, our Pentagon knew it, or our intelligence people. 
Hamas's plan on October 7th went well beyond their terrorist atrocities. They planned to make it all the way to the West Bank, where they would link up with fellow terrorists there and start an uprising. And once that commenced, Hezbollah would join in from Lebanon. In other words, the plan was all-out war that they thought they could start that weekend. The West Bank part was thwarted by the IDF. The Hezbollah part was thwarted by the United States having naval forces in the Mediterranean. But that's what they were trying to get going, or they thought could happen. Which, you know, is not crazy to think could have happened. My only question is, the IDF was uh, famously horrifically slow to respond, so in what way did the IDF prevent that? I'm not sure I'm buying that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, There'll be plenty of time to figure this out over the years. Uh The next election, when Netanyahu's booted out, as he should be, because whoever's in charge, when that sort of a lapse in security happens, you got to get rid of. You just have to. Uh, completely different topic, as I was on the phone with my parents yesterday talking about Thanksgiving and uh, trying to drum up some food because my mom doesn't really cook like that anymore, and that sort of thing. But um, somebody somebody retweeted this. They did a screen capture from um, a television, you know, the kind of news show where it's going to be cold this weekend. Here are four tips for dealing with the cold. Wear lots of layers. Make sure you don't drink too much alcohol. You know, just the stupid tips for who, who's that for? And it was tips on how to handle the navigate the politics of the Thanksgiving table. And it was uh, limit conversations to one minute. Have a time limit. A blah, 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 bunch, of, bunch of unrealistic crap about who's actually doing that. Anyway, one of my favorite tweeters regarded media tip guidelines for Thanksgiving dinner table uh, seems to come earlier every year. Honestly, where does all this come from every single year about the Thanksgiving table and the politics and dealing with racist fox watching Uncle Jim and all that sort of stuff? I've never this person said, and I agree, I've never once in my entire life participated or even witnessed a political argument at Thanksgiving dinner that got out of control. Ever. I haven't either. It's it's not only not like a common experience for all of us. I've never had it happen once in my entire life of attending lots of different giant Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah, I'm straining to remember anything. I, I have a vague memory of something that was uncomfortable for a minute, but somebody said, well, everybody's entitled to their point of view. Who wants some more yams? And, and it was over. I don't even have that memory. So if it was such an a, a, a regular occurrence among so many people that they have to warn us on the local news on how to handle it. Set a time limit for conversations so they don't get out of hand. Uh, Uncle Chuck and Uncle Jim, I know you're still red-faced, spittle, flying, screaming at each other, but the alarm went off. It's time to end. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, if the alarm went off, sorry, Jim, pass the potatoes. <laughs> they make those jokes on Saturday Night Live every year. Of course, you know, your, un- your fox-watching uncle at the Thanksgiving table. When does this happen? You know, uh, something tells me, and this fits the whole progressive mindset, it's that uh, some lefty member of the family spouts on and on. Finally, somebody says, you know, that's enough. I don't agree with you. Oh, Fox watching Uncle Jim, stirring up trouble. Everybody agrees but you, Jim. And your aunt's thinking, you know, I don't really, but I don't want to bring it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I've only got my anecdotal experience, but I haven't even had that where I have to, like, keep my mouth shut and roll my eyes. It just... I don't know. Maybe I'm not at political enough tables or something like that. Or maybe you're so fixated on eating, you just didn't even hear it. <laughs> That's hmm? true. Michael, am I wrong? I go into that wrong. way. I go into a cone of silence when I have stuffing and gravy in front of me. I just can't hear anything.
Then right, people are screaming at each other about Trump being Hitler, and you're like, boy, this turkey's nice and moist. Mm. <laughs> I haven't said that many times in my life, the turkey being moist. Oregon's decriminalization of hard drugs. How's that working out? An update next. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.